Rebag is a luxury resale marketplace. They have a curated collection of investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry. Each piece is carefully vetted and verified by experts. You can buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Hermes, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. That's Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. Back, happy holidays. This is not another true crime podcast. I'm Sarah Levine. And I'm Danny Murphy. We've been your partners in wine, crime, and time for, I mean, many years, but this year in particular, and we're shouting it out just because it's at the end of the year. So, you know, you always you so always true. get more reflectful at the end of December. So true. And Danny, you were watching like a new Netflix doc, right? This weekend. Oh, you were texting me about it. I it was on HBO Max. Uh oh. Call Me Miss Cleo. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Very it really, and I mean, like, I don't. No, maybe we could do an episode on it down the line. It was very good because also, I mean, like, I think all of us know Miss Cleo. Yeah, who doesn't? And it did help me understand that story because they were like, here's the story everybody thinks happened. And I was like, yes, that is it. And then they're like, here's what actually went down. And I'm like, oh, my God, oh! really? Well, because it's like, like, Cause it's like, oh, yeah, you know, you're calling a psychic for like five dollars a minute. Right. And yeah. obviously she's making up bullshit. Right. That's a scam. There's more. Well, because. She wasn't really making a bullshit, and it's just some people you sign bad contracts. Ooh, okay, I love you that. You sign shitty contracts, and then the second half it gets less crime and more about just like the beautiful life she tried to build for herself afterwards, and it did get very emotional. So I was like, love "Is that. this a true crime doc?" And I was like, then like bawling my eyes out. Uh, oh my gosh, I love good. that. Wait, and did you watch the phone one? No, I was ask. I was about to ask if you watched I that one. Yet. I haven't, but. Okay, I feel like that's on the list. We've gotten a couple DMs to not know the true crime. But I want to say, like, shout out. If you know, you know, because Danny told me the premise. And I was like, hold on. There was, like, a Law & Order SVU <laughs> episode about this, like, 10 years ago. Because, or more than that, it starred Robin Williams. Shout so out, you yeah. know that he was the villain. Because, like, any time a celebrity makes a cameo on Law & Order, like, oh. they're always the That's how they get the, the Emmy guest star nom, yeah. So true. Um, so I'm like, damn, Netflix is really behind on the upkeep on this, unless it happened again. I don't know. Oh, I hope not. No, because I, I think I'll... this one, the Netflix thought it was from like the early 2000s, so it does track. Mm. Okay, well, I'm surprised Netflix didn't didn't hear like, oh, wow, some weird thing happened. We got to get our documentary crews over there ASAP. Honestly, they're usually on the on the, on the the job with that. Yeah, I, that's yeah. But that one does look good too. So those are two that Yes, weren't. it does. I think one of these days Netflix <laughs> is going to like make a documentary before a crime even happens like they're just gonna know probably yeah they're gonna they're just like they're just like ready to like fill it's like almost like when like pre-writes where they're just like they have all the missing things they're just like okay blank 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 name location done yeah exactly it's like like minority report (laughs) Uh, um i didn't watch any documentaries but i did watch um okay so number one i watched emily the criminal oh is that good i was gonna watch it over the okay no (laughs) No, but okay. um, Aubrey, Plaza, Aubrey Plaza is good. Like, we love her. She does this weird accent. It's very funny. Like, oh, it sounds like, I don't know, Massachusetts, like 15% of the time. But then you find out that her whole character is supposed to be from Jersey. So I'd be very huh. curious to hear your thoughts. Oh, very. Cu- okay. Okay. Because like, it's two different, same coast, different um throats i guess you can say it yeah that's not really yeah, yeah. like similar with the vowels kind of but oh, that makes, i also the premise I, of that seemed weird. kind of cool but it was kind of eh. 
Yeah, but okay. she only has an accent like ten percent of the time, and oh. you're like, "Wait a second, what is she trying?" To-? Anyway, but there's there's lots of crime, so there you go. If okay. you're into that, um, so, so I thought it was interesting. All right, okay, so maybe I'll check. I mean, it's the holidays where there's nothing to do, so maybe I will throw get yeah. throw Aubrey a blown a bone, even though I watched her for weeks on White Lotus. Right. I mean, there is there is fraud, so I feel like okay. that is honestly a great segue into today's topic because today's and next week's topic because there's just so much with this man so much we didn't plan on doing a two-parter for this guy but when you break down all of the things he did and the names he took you kind of have to do two parts and i and we figured you know it's the holidays when like you're kind of this it's the in-between week after between christmas and new year's where you're just like i'm just stuck with my family i don't know what to do now what you can do is you can sit and wait for part two after the first part so you're welcome <laughs> da, 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 da. yeah there was a really good vanity fair article that you can also read by mark seal i mean it will spoil the ending so much of it yeah. if you don't want to wait for the podcast but, but wait shouts out because that's where we got a lot of this research and honestly mm-hmm. we love like a vanity fair profile oh it makes it feel old school where you're just like flipping through 15 pages yeah. And it was back when people were like paid by the word and that meant something. So they added so many <laughs> oh words. They got and so much details. <laughs> yeah, you could tell. It was there and NPR. So yeah, we got we had a lot of details in this. Um, wait, also speaking of Vanity Fair, I saw that Lindsay Lohan just did like a profile with Nancy Joe Sales. And I was like, oh, Nancy Joe, like she Lynn. did that that uh the bling ring piece that, according to Alexis Nyers, was factually incorrect. And I'm like, I don't know if, if that's who you want writing your profile. And isn't that weird? Because Lindsay's house, I think, was bling ringed. Oh, my God. Interesting. I want to say so. Well, maybe they'll bond over that. I wonder if Nancy brought that up and Lindsay would be like, babe, I've moved on from that. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Lindsay wants to only, she only wants to live in the now, which I support and respect. Uh, because oh, yeah. I'm happy she's happy. Me too. I mean... Love, I'm loving her comeback. I I want this for her. It's I her really, time. I really, really do appreciate it. We're we're falling for Lindsay like she's falling for Christmas. <laughs> Have I seen that film yet? No, but I'm happy she's happy. <laughs> no, but like I'm happy it's out there. Oh yeah, and doing well on Netflix. Yes, I love it. Well, I don't know who this guy's not doing. Honestly, this would make a good. I would watch the shit out of this. I think there actually is a a movie, and I forget. It's starring like some famous actor that i should know oh hold on i know this as i google it sorry again (laughs) 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 um yeah okay so there is a movie it's called who is clark rockefeller oh Oh, it was a tv movie oh i thought it did better than this but there's okay a little different oh it's on lifetime okay cormac oh okay never mind i was like i thought this was somebody i would know (laughs) well he's willing grace but i didn't really expect him to be he doesn't give me, I mean, maybe I'm typecasting him as his Will and Grace character. He doesn't give me the layers of this, but. I don't um, know. Well, okay. All right. Well, we got to get Netflix back on this because, I mean, this is like, this is better than Inventing Anna. This well, is like Inventing like, Anna meets the Jinx. Like, it is. Wow. I know. Like, nobody take this from me, but like, I low key did get inspired. I was like, wait, this would be a show to write about this. Yeah. Because really honestly, cool. you got to write your screenplay. Um, maybe on, he just hasn't sold his life rights. I don't know what's going on with him. That can make sense too. Or maybe Sandra, who we'll get to, is like, please, please stop. I feel like you could do what Lifetime does, <laughs> what Lifetime did with The Watcher when they didn't, oh. when the Broadduses didn't give them the rights. So they just like changed like two details and then we're like, here it is. 
And can I? And it's finished product. They're like, come at us, try yeah. us. Lifetime. If you give them shit, they know how to do what they do. <laughs> I mean, it's been working for them for so many years. So oh, they hell probably yes. have good lawyers. They really do. Uh, uh, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but as for this scammer, all right, Danny is really just throwing shots at me with this name. But I'm going to do my best for thankfully, anybody German in the audience. Th- thankfully, this name does not last. Yes, I know. No, I know. and no, one, that's, and that, that that's not like an annoying bunch of it. It's like that's part of this guy's thing. He has 98 names, so this yes, this is only I know. the first. So of the, the first one, Christian Gerhardt's writer. Actually, I think I kind of nailed that. But anyway, that just let me know if I did it. Anyway, um, was born February 21st, 1961, in West Germany or uh, Bavaria, and. <laughs> I guess his first lie is he says he was born on February 29th. And I'm like, is that just to seem more mysterious? Because like leap it day? only, you know, he was born on leap day. Oh. Ja Rule. Uh, okay. <laughs> Maybe he's a big Ja Rule fan. <laughs> right? The most Ja Rule thing ever. I'm like, of course, this man is born <laughs> on a day that only exists every four years. I know. People who are born on leap day love being like, mm, I'm born on leap day. And I'm like, I don't know. I still don't understand what that means. So I've just chosen to get Leap Day explained to me. And I'm like, that's not for me. I, I don't get it. But happy birthday to everybody. <laughs> if, it's, if it's happening in 2023. But so Christian's dad was a house painter and an artist. And his mom was a seamstress. And for his whole like teen life, his main dream was to make it in America. Big uh, Carrie. I don't know why that just gives me like Carrie Bradshaw moments. Ooh, yeah, we're just like, he's just like typing in Germany. Like, huh, one day I'll get to yeah. the big city. Yes, New York City, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so this, ma- I mean, I think like in Vanity Fair, people who knew him growing up said that he like just always had these big ideas growing up and, and like also because his dad was an artist and he was just pretty out there. <laughs> so this is a hustle that I could never pull off. Um, uh, well, yeah. He was like on a train in Germany and he met this American couple, Elmer and Jean Keln, and they were on a train and he was like chatting them up and they told him like, Oh, we live in Connecticut. Like, if you're ever in Connecticut, you know, come stay with us. And the, yeah, I mean, I feel like this is why you got to be careful who you're inviting. Yeah, you over. Yeah. You need to um, screen, screen your slumber parties because you can't just be throwing this around everywhere. Because people, I, of course, there's like 98 percent of the time when it's like when you're like, oh my god, let's get drinks soon to like someone you like barely know. Yes, or an acquaintance. 98 percent of the time they're like, oh my god, yeah, 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 yeah. Never hear from them. There's that two percent where it's like. Oh, what date are you actually? Like, next week I'm wide open. Yeah. They whip out their planner. They start. <laughs> yeah. That's why you you can't, like, write checks you're not prepared to cash. Meta- wow. Cash. Yeah. You know, like, don't don't be doing that because nope. you could end up with a Christian over here who uh, weeks later, he shows up in Connecticut, <laughs> arrives unannounced on their I hate home. to show up out of the blue one. And, like he was just Adele. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Except he didn't hate to show up. Like he loved That's doing true. it. That was his thing. He enjoyed it. Yeah. So 1978, he shows up there um, and he ends up staying with there for like a month. Like, yeah, some chunk of time. Not just like a little weekend trip, a long time. So. Then he also posted a lodging ad and wound up with a family in Berlin, which is a town in Connecticut, in case anybody's confused, because I was a little confused. I think they <laughs> should have specified that, you know, like. I was like, why did he move to Connecticut to go back to Berlin? I was like, what is happening? Then I had to look at a map, Berlin, Connecticut. I was like, huh. Yeah. I was like, you guys should really have put the state in there. And now a new scam you can do is like sell 
tourism packages to people in America to Berlin. So they pay you a lot of money and then you just give them a ticket, like a Greyhound bus ticket <laughs> to Berlin, Connecticut. It's like, read the fine print. That's your real scam. I love that. So the eldest son of the family, Edward Savio, who is now a San Francisco-based screenwriter and novelist, um, said that Christian claimed he was an exchange student and he was going to finish high school in the States. And like he and Edward became friends after this, I feel like. Um, so I don't know. Shouts out to that, I suppose. <laughs> Camaraderie. Camaraderie, yes. Um, and so this is kind of where like the real reinvention started because he would practice English and like cultivate his appearance. And he was always going for this like very old money kind yeah. of vibe. Like always. Kind of like Freddie from Scooby-Doo-ish type thing. Like has an ascot mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Kind of just like, uh, good dot, yeah. Yes, big ascot energy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so Christian slept on their couch and each day when he woke up, he expected his breakfast to be prepared and his clothing washed. Um, like, yikes. Which is like, who the fuck are you? <laughs> like, <No. laughs> Quick question. Yeah, who are you? Yeah. Um, and I don't really understand why people in this family would abide by this. Like, my parents would be like, are you, I don't even demand that with my parents. And I like, help out around the house. Like, what? I wonder if you would, they would probably be more likely to do it with like, okay, this kid's like new here. We'll help him out versus like their own kids. Like, shut the fuck up. So yeah. maybe that's how we got away with it for a little bit. But I don't know. I know. I don't know like what the like Connecticut energy is you know what i mean mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. connecticut waspy parents i don't know i guess because I, I feel like tra- they're known for kind of just like don't say anything you just swallow it and bury it under the rug <clears throat> oh like i 40 decades or that's whatever. why restoration <laughs> hardware has the nicest rugs connecticut yeah it's truly <laughs> so maybe that's what they were doing they were like well it's quite gauche to talk about chores so so we won't do it um anyway Giles. Then- <laughs> There's always like a guy named Giles I can call. Right. <laughs> and they'll just like vent at the yacht club later. Yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> and then take like so- five different pills and go to bed. <laughs> exactly. Okay. With some gin. Anyway. Um- <laughs> <laughs> so Edward said he made it clear living in this manner was beneath him, uh, which was like, you know, staying on the couch and everything like that. And the final straw came one afternoon when. Uh, Christian refused to get up from the couch to open the door for Edward's little sister, at which point they finally kicked him out. Yeah, they were like, you can't even open it. Like, it's cold out. What the fuck? Like, you're giving psycho now energy. Like, I mean, what an asshole. Like, I can't believe that. (laughs) That's also just um, American dream should have some manners, sir. Yeah, I can't believe opening the doors beneath you. What a dick. Truly. And um, so then, of course, he's kicked out of there. But it's okay because, you know. New era, new name, new scam. He uh, heads on over to college, where his name is now Chris Kenneth Gerhart. So switching just up a little bit. Got rid of the, the other half of the name. Truly, just uh, right. left that on his flight to uh, Milwaukee, because he went to University of Wisconsin, Milwaukee. Very Go random Badgers. pivot. Yeah. <laughs> it is, yeah. I was confused. I was like, how did you even know, like, how did we, how did we get there? Yeah, some there are so many colleges. Like I remember <laughs> when I started my college search. Did you have that like giant ass book? Yeah, and you're just kind of scrolling and you're and you're flipping through all these pages and you're like, you know, I guess Nowheresville University seems cool. And they're just like, how, how do you pick? There are just so many colleges. 
It's so much that I'm like, I can't make, can someone decide for me? And they do decide for you because they will reject you or accept you. (laughs) Um, So shout out to anybody who goes or went to University of Wisconsin, Milwaukee. You have a scammer alum. (laughs) I mean, I've heard of it, but I also feel like on the East Coast, it's a pretty big, like. Oh, this is like a major school. It's a big school. Yeah. Yeah. But so yeah, so shout out to, shout out to the, um, what are they called? The Badgers? Badgers. Yeah. All right. Love that. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. A little LOL. He wanted to vote for Ronald Reagan really badly. I'll chalk that up to like him just wanting to be American and, like, and rich live the Ameri- and it's, rich. That is rich true. People like made Ronald Reagan like. <laughs> That's true. It was the it was the Connecticut thing to say. Uh, this matters because he bragged to everybody. He like soon he will have a green card and become a legal resident because of course you have to be a legal resident to vote, um, etc. One of his classmates, Todd Lassa told Vanity Fair, because you're kind of wondering, okay, well, how does someone just get a quickie green card to show their love for Reagan? <laughs> I know, is this the voter fraud that like, <laughs> people are talking about? <laughs> Weirdly, no voter fraud happened. He just had a quickie courthouse wedding in 1981, which kind wow. of, I'm like, Dude. here we go. The bride was named Amy Durslid Dunk. He didn't know her well. <laughs> um, But uh, Dunk got duped. I guess we could say it to her, because he convinced her, and also, ladies and gents, getting courted. Double think before you sign, before you get the legal marriage document signed. Uh, for real. I mean, she got out easy. So. <clears throat> she did get out, because um, he, he convinced her by saying, like, oh, if you don't marry me, I would have to go back to West Germany and fight in the Cold War on the Russian front line. What? Nobody was fighting in the Cold War. <laughs> That's why it was the Cold War. Amy. Amy. Oh I'm God. sure Amy, like, in shout out, because, like, as one, I feel like I could juggle them. She probably was a communications major and just like, oh, my God, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> fuck, okay. My like, God. Like, whatever God. you need. I know Ames. I mean, what year was this? 1981? 1981. Wait a sec. Wasn't this, like, much after the Cold War? I don't know. I mean, I was going to say, when it was happening, at least, they didn't know that nobody was going to be really on the front lines. Yeah. I I, I could give him that. I feel like this was after. Oh, because, oh, um, so it ended in like like the late 70s or something like that, I think. Oh, the new Cold War was 1979 to 1985. Oh, okay. So tensions and conflicts. So we'll give him that. Okay, I'll give him that they didn't And know, also, I'll still. give Amy that. <laughs> I'll give Amy Fine. that, because I feel like she needs that credit a little bit more. <laughs> yes, yes, you're right. Oh, God. So, so much. Um, <laughs> the day after their wedding, he left her. They... Ouch. Ouch. Like, Ames, Wait, like, I'm I don't I'm surprised even... immigration wasn't like, knock, knock, hello. I wonder if back... I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I feel like they have, like, stronger, you know checks on 90 day fiance like that's actually true well also because this guy he's a convincing fellow who like was uh like getting tips from his connecticut upbringing i think i don't know if immigration they probably were just like oh you have an ascot you're good to go 
Oh, you like, want to vote? I or also probably that, like they're like, oh, you want to yeah. vote for Reagan? You're good. Yeah, no, seriously, because I, I would think that they would like check up on you to make sure that you're well, still married. I know they also like have to like prove that you've been dating for a while and stuff like yeah. that. I learned that both from someone I know going through that steps and also the proposal. Ooh, okay. The movie with Ryan Reynolds. And I learned that from 90 Day Fiance, but we all have our have our education methods. We all have our Amy communications degree. <laughs> oh my God. They oh my apparently God. somehow didn't get like legally divorced until 1992, probably because he just up and uh, left. Yeah, maybe because she couldn't find him because he was living under like a million names. Yeah, but uh, he did piece the fuck out. After he got his green card. <laughs> the original ghoster. Wow. I know. Oh, that is true. He stopped going to classes and called Edward, the son of the family who kicked him out in Berlin, Connecticut, who he knew was in L.A., and then popped on over there. So he got his green card, got his, hopped on a plane to LAX with a dream, and a green cardian. <laughs> so we'll call him that. He was the original Miley. <laughs> My gosh, yeah. Because I, I loved how he was basically, he was like, yeah, I'm, I'm in the neighborhood. I'm in L.A. Spoiler, he was not. like Truly, like, wait. Oh my God, you're going, you're on Melrose right now. I'm right there. It's going to be like seven hours because I'm like walking, <laughs> but wow. Exactly. <laughs> so he, this is also, this part has, he has two new names. And you know the funny thing? All the times he changed his names now, he's Christopher Sheekester. I'm calling it Sheekester. It's maybe Sheekester. 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 Something like that. Oh, okay. Um, I love whenever he changes his name. He keeps his first name though. You know why? Because I think it's like hard to respond to a name that's not your name. That's true. Alicia Keys, like, you don't know my name. It's like real, like, I don't know, real scammers and stuff like that. It, I feel like it takes some skill. Like, you know, you have to remember. You're like, oh, fuck, what's my name again? Okay. You have to remember. At least if it's the same, like, syllable, it's kind of easy. That's true. Okay. All right. So I know I get it. It's also interesting. Well, I guess people don't really check your... Because I'm like, this This isn't the name on his green card anymore. <laughs> oh, yeah. But, well, I guess I just feel like unless you're, I don't know, do like applying for a job or like something that would need actual real ID. That's true. They're not going to bring up like, the real ID. Nobody at the yacht club is going to care. Darling. That's true. <laughs> darling, darling. That's what I hope they also don't care about the real ID that they're requiring people to get because Oh my licensing. god, they pushed that out again? Thank god. Uh-huh, it's like to 2025 now. I'm like, Ugh. I also don't know, I, I, whenever I try to get it, they're like, you don't have enough documents to prove yourself. And I'm like, I don't, <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> you have to bring, like, it's, I looked it up the other day before they pushed back the deadline, and I was like, oh my god, I have to, like, go to the DMV with my birth certificate, my social security card, like, bills. I don't know. Everything to my name. This is how you get scammed. You're just walking around with like with all your stuff. Everything. And also, I know those are all very important documents. When you move from your childhood home and bop around a lot, you lose some shit. I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. Oh, yeah. You're just like, I don't have a birth certificate. I just know I was born. I'm like, can I show you my CoStar app? I know CoStar is like not the best astrology app, but it has my birth date and time and place. So well, here we go. <laughs> Oh, but why he picked this last name? Apparently, this is one of the high school, the name of like one of the high school teachers of the school they both went to. So like, it was like in his mind, I guess he was like really inspired by him. It does sound <sighs> like a, like a kind of fancy last name. Connecticut. Yeah. Oh, you're part of the Shacusters in Connecticut. Um, yeah. He wanted to create his new era in a place where he could really fake it up. Uh, so he went, actually, it's kind of, because I mean, like, 
LA, I feel, is full of people like with different last names, because like star names or like for sure, like what's that they called? Don't Your stage name, everything like that. Over there, I'm sure. No, uh, but it's kind of smart. He goes 18 miles east of LA to San Marino, and a, I think it's like because like less in like the like a like a city, so I feel people are like less questioning of like someone who moves in like a suburb. Maybe well, I guess actually, people are very questioning in a suburb, but maybe if you're just rich, they're just they don't even. Bad an eye, but he goes to San Marino because also it's a very wealthy town where he could be rich Connecticut style, which is very important to him. I was going to say, I feel like going to a suburb would be harder because it's kind of harder to blend in. There's just less people there. And like, right. Anybody who's eccentric is going to stand out. Well, I guess because he's not, he was, his eccentricities was just being like very like cut clean rich. And like fucking annoying, apparently. Like yeah. he just would not, apparently this people are like, this guy just would never stop talking. Like about himself. Which I feel like too. is also, you know, lying one oh one is just like the less you say, the better. Oh, you lock it down. You be quiet. You just go, hmm. It's like, yeah, you just go, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You do the mm-hmm. Anna Delby thing and you just you neither like confirm nor deny where you're from and you just like let people believe what they want. Mm-hmm. Uh well he also is like has some anadelvian because this next bar I, I don't know how you he just became like a regular at like social clubs and high-end businesses yes. where you get free lunches and at like prominent churches where weddings with buffets were like easily crashed oh this gosh. moment right there weddings shout out so i don't know if you can do that um do it because that's not really a crime that's just getting some shrimp cocktail i guess I love that. I crashed a wedding one time in college. Did you? For like a little bit. It just we were it was like my sorority formal was being held at a venue where a wedding was. So we just like went in, ate some cake. I think the photographer took a picture with us. <laughs> oh wait, okay, I love that. Wait, also a review. I did not know you were in a sorority, I feel like. Yeah, that was like like in retrospect, very random, but I also I love a theme party. You do. And you and also, also like a, a group chat, I feel like. Yes. So it was fun. It was okay. not like one of those it was not stereotypical, but anyway. Okay. Um You were the crashing wedding weddings I support. Um Same. And also like crashing golf clubs to get food there. Yeah. I mean, I don't get how that the membership clubs, like I think if he, he was like getting invited by people who were members, but at well, a certain point he became a member. You know who kept on inviting him? Because his demo that he kept on hanging out with, older widows. Now that's shout out. I mean <laughs> I mean, okay. Get sure how you get yours. And also then I'm like, yeah. I hope, you know, like maybe they were just like going on some dates and it's kinda like interesting, but I hope he was being nice to them and like, you know. I know. Hopefully he was making them happy. And, and also kind of yeah. the best thing too. Instead of, like, them having to take him out to, like, a nice dinner, it's like, I'm at part of this club. Like, here's a free lunch. So maybe you didn't swindle them out of extra money. That's pretty sick. I mean, now yeah. I'm kind of like, what are the economics of belonging to this club? If you're getting free lunch, that could even out. I would go every day. Yeah, seriously. They'd be like, oh, this bitch again. Yeah, <laughs> you're just like, hi. <laughs> now I'm like, wait, is Soho House worth the money? No, because you have to no. pay for food and drinks when you're there. When I learned that, I was like, wait, so what do you get? You pay to sit on like a leather couch? Yes, and maybe use the pool in the summer. But also like, I mean, some like everyone do you. I don't think I would be comfortable using a pool with fellow Soho House members where they all have 98 abs. And then I'm just like, 
hail Irish. Like, hi. Because I don't. I feel like that's the thing. I feel like Legit. rich, rich hot people don't go in pools. Because that's like whenever I'm on vacation, I feel I'm the only person in the pool, and everyone else is just like laying down. Yes. And then well, I feel I like am a that child. Person, I like. I always want to go to a pool, but I don't want to pay a hundred dollars to just sit by a body of water and read and like right? occasionally dunk in. I need to like splash. No, I'm the opposite. I just want to sit there and read my book, and when I get too oh. hot, I'll like jump in, jump out. Oh. And drink like a frosé. Okay. But I'm with you. I, I like a swim. I like a swim. Okay. All right. Good to know. Good to know. <laughs> uh, what else do I do? Like- so, Soho House, if you want to sponsor us. <laughs> They're like We will make weirdly, you set the pool. Weirdly. Oh, if you're like, if you're thinking in your Q1 meeting, is this pool justifiable? <laughs> we will prove that to you. Right. <laughs> They're like, yeah. we'll actually pay you guys never to come here. <laughs> Can I tell you? I'll take that too. Uh, please. <laughs> please. 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 <laughs> And if that doesn't work, Sarah, we might have to get into props because okay, yes. our boy had a prop. And it was an oversized calling card, uh, which is funny. And it was embossed with what he claimed was the Shakester's family crest, which had a heron, like the bird, <laughs> with its wings spread and an eel in its beak. That's, that is real, real rich people shit, having a oh, family crest. With a heron and an eel. It also had the family motto, firm in foi, meaning firm in faith. And the card read, Christopher Shakester, the uh, 13th, uh, yes. the 13th baronet, 13 BT. basically. Yeah, BT, <laughs> uh, for the 13th baronet in San Marino, California. He said, "Why does a baronet? Ju- why does that just sound like your place in the orchestra? Like, oh wait. yes, I'm the thirteenth chair baronet. Like, I don't even know what that really means." Someone has a card. It's like, "Yeah, I played clarinet. Like, what's exactly. up? Like, yeah, do you yeah, want to have some hot chair. cross buns? Yeah, <laughs> hit me with your recorder, babe." <laughs> but also, because like, so he showed this and said he was English royalty, and like, apparently would go like kiss every lady's hand when they met, which like. Sure, that's a gentleman. Now I'm kind of just like germs and also kind of weird yeah. invasion of space. Like, yeah, why are you like lick, licking people's hands? I know a kiss is not a lick, but every kiss begins with questions. So <laughs> I got some things Gotta for you, Gotta call Kay. up Kay. We have a new motto for you. <laughs> <laughs> Kay, we're pulling up to LA. Um, so a lot of stuff here. He basically like lied his way into becoming, there was a lot of details in this. So it's like, we have to get to like the more scammer stuff. So uh, quick gloss over of, his, like, lying into quasi-celebrity in this town. He hung at USC a lot, saying he was getting his MFA and, like, would, like, talk to a lot of, like, producers and just kind of be like, yeah, like, I, you know, I work with a lot of, like, producers because I'm getting my NFA and everything like that. And, like, even started, like, doing, like, local news interviews at the San yes. Marino station got, and like, everything. like, a local news. It was called, like, Who's Who of San Marino or something like that. And he yeah. got this, like, local news show, even though it was this random-ass guy. So random, and I'm kind of like, sir, I would say, like, quit here. Like, you, you're good. You scammed your way into show business. Like, just work your way up. That's it. Yeah. Like, I don't know? get it, but Me of course, these, these scammers, they, they don't stop. They don't. So this is where things take a dark turn. Um, uh, 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 well, 180 pivot that I was not expecting. No. So... Apparently, this rich town was like, sort of, if you know, you know, it was divided into three sections. There was Super Marino, which was on the hill with $5 million homes. 
San Marino, which was like big houses, uh, and San Marino for the poor. Shame. Um, I mean, you're not poor if you live there, but it's definitely like not. You're not in a five million dollar home. I feel every town and city or like suburb has weird things like that where it's like, oh, where do you where do you live in the what street are you on? Oh, okay, okay, okay. Oh my god, yeah. I mean, my town has like this one super duper rich area that's just like absurd mansions on the water. Mm -hmm. And then my house. I mean, never forget that. they, <laughs> Which the, is nowhere near there. The town next to me would always say, you're a Duncan town. We're a Starbucks town. Well, the Westfield? Starbucks town has the Watcher House and John List. So, yes, yeah. <laughs> exactly. So I'll take my Duncan in peace. <laughs> yes. Um, same. Even the Watcher, even the, the Watcher letter person's like, I'm not going to Cranford. <laughs> <laughs> um, wait, speaking of Duncan, also, I started watching The Patient on Hulu. Um, oh. where Steve Carell plays a serial killer's therapist. Wait, and my mom tells thing, me to watch that every week. Is it good? Oh, go on. Eh, it's okay. okay. Um, but one thing that I loved um, was that Duncan. I actually have this theory that Starbucks paid for Duncan's subterfuge advertisements because, like, there are so many shots of the serial killer very clearly drinking from a Dunkin' Donuts coffee cup, and I'm like, <sighs> why is that the product placement that you all want? Like, I don't think you want to. Yeah. Like, no. I don't think you want to, you know, be popular with the serial killer contingencies. So my theory is Wait. like, what if Starbucks was like, we pay you to put a Dunkin Donuts in the frame? I could see that. Okay. <laughs> my theory. I'll have to investigate. I'll reach yeah. out to Dunkin PR to be like, whose idea was this? Um, and also thank you for your egg and cheese wake up wrap service. Duncan. So good. Um, <laughs> yes. I know their coffee is good. That's why I'm like, I don't want them to be associated with serial killers. That's not a serial killer trait. No. Oh my God. Duncan? Not a, Duncan's no, home. Not at all. <laughs> Duncan is home. Ugh, anyway. Okay. So they were living in Dunkin' Donuts town. <laughs> like no offense because we also live there. <laughs> and and it, I hope to one day continue. I only want to live in Dunkin' Donuts towns. Facts. Uh, so Chris uh, was living in Submarino, rent free in a guest house. Okay. Of uh, Ruth Sohus, also known as Dee Dee. Also known as. <laughs> also known as, to everyone, uh, basically knew that she was this reclusive alcoholic. And Can't trust how you need to, Ruth. <laughs> yeah, I know. And, and things were like honestly fine until Dee Dee's adopted son, John, who Vanity Fair described Dragged. as like. Dragged. A geeky man in his 20s who worked in computers moved in with his life, Linda, who uh, Vanity, Vanity Fair described as something like attractive and portly or something like that. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? Like, I'm also like, if you're going to spend time describing people, I want to see their picture, you know? Mm, that is actually true. I want to, like, I, I, when I read these profiles, I want pictures of everybody. I need to, like, put a face to the name and also the adjectives. Yes, exactly. Um, and Linda was a vivacious redhead and aspiring artist. Um, and people thought they were an odd couple, but I looked up pictures of them and I'm like, they seem like fine. Like, I don't know. John had those like big glasses, but it was yeah. the 80s. Everybody had those. Like Also, they go to Bushwick. That's what every couple looks like. True. Like, <laughs> they looked well matched to me. Yeah. I was like, damn, this is not fair. This guy is just with the times, you know. T truly. And also like working in like, I feel like glasses worked in computers, like he was doing his thing. Yeah. He probably had um, poor eyesight because he constantly had to stare at computers all day, and that does hurt your eyes. It does. But he's probably make, he probably was on the cutting edge. Anyway, um, 
And this is a fun side note. They literally arrived to Dee Dee's house with four cats and a horse, which I kind of thought was like a metaphor, you know? <laughs> but no. Like when you're yeah. like, oh, in the kitchen sink. Like, wow, oh, four cats and a yeah. No. Oh, he brought four cats and the horse. I want to start actually, saying that. And yeah, then just literally. have a horse come in. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, no, so that was apparently real. Um. So in 1985, John and Linda told friends that they had landed an important job with the U.S. government satellite program, but were sworn to secrecy. Um, and they apparently were supposed to move to New York, but would later turn to San Marino uh, in two weeks to pack up their things. Eight weeks went by, and like nobody heard from them. When people asked about Didi, when people asked Didi about what was going on, she said she had a source who sent her updates uh, via postcards. Okay, Didi. Yeah. So, also, I remember that I think Ruth's sister was like, what's going on? So, um, five months after they apparently left, in air quotes, uh, Dee Dee started to be like, hey, maybe this source is <laughs> who's, bogus. Who's sending me letters? So, she filed a missing person report. Yeah, this just gets very, like, the jinx all out of me. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't really understand, like... Was there ever a secret government job? Oh, I thought. I don't know. I thought yes, because like it it would make like I don't know why they would also lie, but oh, but maybe that was just a lie that was Christian tricked them into thinking that was that was what I took away, but I don't know. But I was just like maybe he tricked them into thinking that there was a secret job that they couldn't tell anybody about that they had to move to New York for. Because oh. Christian and John, like, were not getting along. Um, John thought that, like, Christian was taking advantage of his mom and, and like, stealing money from her, potentially. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I don't know. There I is an Unsolved okay. Mysteries episode about this. Yeah, because this is, this is the part. Because that's the thing. This isn't even the main, like, there's so many crimes that goes on with this guy, which is why it's two parts, uh, that there is so much to unpack. Yeah, so... Um, not really sure what happened, but skeletal remains were uncovered in Dee Dee's backyard in May of 1994. People immediately had questions about Chris, who had left town with no forwarding address, after telling his barber he had a funeral in England. And, like, he also left, like, right when this happened. Oh, right, yeah. So this is, like, yeah, when the body was found, that was, like, a few years, almost, like, ten years later. We're just putting a little, like, summarizing what went down here, and we'll let you know why where yeah. he got out of town from. Yeah, but he'd already, like, like I think right after they oh. went missing, like, he skipped town. 100%. And then it was discovered that he borrowed a chainsaw from their neighbors right when John and Linda were leaving for New York. And he'd invited a friend over for, like, a game night or something around this time. And she noticed that the yard was, like, all dug up. And she was like, what's up with that? And he said, oh, he had plumbing problems. Hmm. Yeah. Also, like so, the guy in uh, England with the sink that he would put bones down. Remember that? Oh, yeah. It was so fucking gross. Gross. Investigators found John's clothes buried, and they also found blood on the floor of Chris's apartment. And this is when they were like, okay, we need to find Chris and talk to him. But they were looking for Chris. What was it? Chichester. Chichester. Okay. okay. They were looking for this man who just didn't exist. And... The last time someone saw him was years earlier, and he was driving the John's pickup truck. Driving the goddamn truck. So now you're probably like, what the fuck happened? 
in this 10-year span, and more than that. And you know where you will get all that answers and more in part two of this episode. So (laughs) thank you guys for listening to part one. Also, I hope you had a good Christmas, holiday time. Hanukkah, I think, ended right now, too. Good, good all the holidays. And then we'll see you for New Year's. Yes. And we'll also hopefully see you February 16th at Union Hall. Oh, yes. We're going to plug it every week until the show. Sorry. Or until it sells out. So, I mean, buy your tickets and then we buy can your tickets so we can shut up. You. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Union Hall. The tickets are a link in our bio at Not Another True Crime on Instagram. And hopefully we'll see you there as well. Yay. Not Another True Crime Podcast is produced by Jorge Morales-Pico and Sean Kilby. Our hosts are Sarah Levine and Danny Murphy. Editing by Jorge Morales-Pico. Social media by Sarah Levine. Be sure to follow at NATC Pod on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And send us your emails to natc at betches.com. Betches.